0: This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Raines, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course podcast host. With a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex shh like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title. This is Keyshawn Rains, your host, and today's conversation is with Dr. Manuela Powell. She is a mindset coach who works with women who are sick and tired of society telling them what a quote-unquote good mom is supposed to be. She helps them find the audacity to be whoever they are without guilt or apology. She's actually a former cancer surgeon a cancer surgeon, y'all, dedicated to dissecting women's souls and helping them exercise and excise the shoulds and the I'm not good enoughs from their brains forever so they can finally stop being everything for everyone and live the life they want to live. I connected with Manuela through Podmatch, this really great platform for podcast hosts and podcast guests to be able to find each other, and we had a lovely conversation I'm super, super grateful to bring this dialogue to you. Hopefully, this inspires you. If you are a mother, a parent, considering being a mother, just know that your life is not defined solely by what other people think you should be doing, but more so by you doing what is right for you. So go ahead, get comfortable, sit back, take a long, deep, cleansing breath, and get ready for another conversation. So thank you again for saying yes to being a part of this podcast. I'm super grateful. Shout out to Podmatch for, you know, pairing us and and seeing some similarities and the things that we're both interested in. So I'm super grateful for that. And I just want to give you a chance now to introduce yourself to the listeners and the viewers just by sharing your name, where you're from, and what you stand for.
1: Hi everyone. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. My name is Manuela Powell. I am living in Austin, Texas. I'm from Rio and I stand for women knowing how amazing we they are. Yes. So this is my deal.
0: I love that. Women knowing how amazing we are. I just was in a digital or a virtual workshop about 30 minutes ago, and it's with this organization that's actually all women, entrepreneurs, professional speakers, and so on. And there's just a collective space where women can come and offer their knowledge, their wisdom, or their special skill set to others everything from marketing to financial literacy and of course health and wellness and every time i go into one of the workshops i'm just really excited to know like i'm in a space with like 250 other really badass women and we're teaching each other really cool skills so i'll send you a link for that and you can definitely check it out because i think you might have you know some expertise to kind of to kind of offer there so Before we actually sit down and have our podcast recording, I always like to send my guests a little questionnaire. And so what I really like about it is that it gives me a chance to kind of get to know people a little bit. And I know that you're a mom and you have two boys. I see their pictures in the background. Hello boys. (laughs) So I also recognize that you're a mindset coach for moms. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you got into that type of work and you know what it's like being in that space?
1: Sure. I'd love to. Um, So my career actually started as a doctor. I used to be a breast cancer surgeon. So I've been around women in in their very vulnerable times for my whole life, basically. Um, So when I had my kids, I was mature, let's say. (laughs) I had my first at 42 and my second at 44. They're four and six now. And um, I was living in Brazil where I'm from and uh, we decided to move to the U.S. We knew we were going to move here because my husband's from here, And I didn't want to go back to working 15-hour days and not having any control over my time. I wanted to see my kids. I saw all my colleagues. Uh, just having no time for their families, not seeing their kids for several days, not, God forbid, like watching a game or doing whatever kind of stuff, you know, we, we do as parents. Right. So I was like, I want to be like that. I want to I be there. I'm going to drop them off at school and pick them up and, and all that. And if they're sick, I want to be home. And obviously I couldn't do that as a surgeon. So I made the hard decision to quit. It was a hard decision, but one that I do not regret but then you know then we moved here and i had a two two year old and a two month old so that was fun overseas move with you know a newborn and for a while i i had no idea what i was gonna do i was just walling that what should i do with my life because i was so and something that's gonna match my And after a good year, my husband was like, hey, why don't you find a coach? And I had no idea about life coaches. what are you talking about? I don't even play sports, why would I need a coach? So I didn't know a life coach. So I was like, oh, I don't know if that is, that sounds like a scam or something. So I went to search it. And as soon as I started reading about it, I was like, oh my God, this is what I have to do with my life. And he was very like, whoa, wait, that's not what I meant to hire a coach. I did hire a coach. I had like two sessions with a career coach and figure out was that I really loved, of course, operating, but the second thing I loved about my profession was to talk to women who whose life now has completely changed. Mm. And you know, a lot of times they were young women, like in their forties, sometimes even even earlier, and they had done everything right. They were eating, they were exercising, right, and all that stuff, and here they are with cancer. Mm. And breast cancer is super curable disease. It's amazing the progress that even in my lifetime has mm-hmm. been made. But still, is a diagnosis that will slap him in the face and will just change everything. So I'd love to have those conversations and kind of help them navigate to their new normal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that, I mean, I wasn't coaching them per se, but I can see that how that would be completely what I meant to do. Right. So here we are.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when I started coaching, it was after working in, in sales and technology and pretty much uh, what I say like a high-paying high job, also a very highly stressful job for a really well-known company, and I recognized that a lot of the conversations I was having with people, even though the focus was sales, I was really kind of getting to know people and really enjoyed getting to know people and recognized that that was something that I really am energized by is being able to make new and valuable and conscious connections with folks. And when I left that job, it was after an extended family member had passed away very suddenly. And there was a moment where I kind of did that, whoa, let me reevaluate my life, what's actually going on with me And am I really doing something that I feel like is purposeful? And one day I saw this meme on Facebook and it was a little picture of like two little, you know, stick figures talking to each other. And one person says, what do you do? And they said, oh, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a lawyer, I'm a this. And they said, no, no, no. What are you doing to change the world? And it was just like one little meme, two little sentences. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God what am I doing to change the world? How am I making a contribution to the world? Am I just selling technology? Like technology is great, but how am I really making an impact on the world? And so it was a moment for me to really take a pause and really evaluate. And I remember the day that I left my job and I just said, today's gonna be my last day. I didn't put in two weeks notice. I was just like, oh. this is this is done. Like the, the surge to move was so powerful. That I knew I could not walk back into that building and do it again. And after I left that job, a sister friend of mine said, come and take a yoga class. Mm -hmm. You've been stressed out for years. I'm watching you run yourself ragged. Come take a class. And I said, okay, sure, yoga, workout, whatever, no problem. I go take this class and I have the full like yoga meltdown, you know, on my mat. I'm in Shavasana and I'm just like weeping like, oh my God, this is what I needed. So it really was a way for me to explore a deeper connection with myself as a woman, as a person, as a mother as well. My son will be 20 years old in a couple of weeks now. And I didn't realize that while I was working so hard to build a good life for him, I was missing out on so much of his good life, and so, ah, you amazing. know, it was. It was I have <laughs> yeah, it was a moment for me to say, like, "Whoa, okay." Yeah, and you. I think
1: different. you touched on something that's really, you know, the other part of of the job that I now do, which is working with moms, which has nothing to do with anything related to medicine. Okay. And a lot of people would say when I when I became a coach, people were like, "Oh, you, are you going to work for doctors, patients, nurses, whatever?" Yeah. And I was like, "No, nothing like that." And I decided to to work with women, and especially moms, because I think it's so real for us that even if we were this badass woman, which, you know, I I was a surgeon, a firefighter, I was always, like, doing whatever I wanted, and what, like, you know, it was intimidating and all those things, and then now, I was like, wait, here I am being a servant to literally everyone, mm-hmm. and I can't take time off, I can't do things this is all in my head obviously because of course I can't do all these things but but we're conditioning to condition to think all these things right. and that you have to go 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 and you know how to do the Pinterest birthday and the house is clean and you have to be beautiful and your job whatever like all the things which right. is completely impossible and so I noticed that I was like, I think this is a really important thing because we don't leave ourselves mm-hmm. at all. Like most of us, like you said, like you like, that some when you lie down on a yoga mat and you're like, oh, wait, what is going on? Right? <laughs> Who is this person? And, and you just realize so many things were implanted in your brain just because of culture and, and all the stuff that we live, the society we live in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you realize that you actually don't have to do all these things and you can actually do something different, you're a much better mom. Yeah kids are just so much happier, right? And even if you work, like, you know, people might be, oh, you know, you only about a good mom if you're like a stay-at-home mom and you take it. I'm not a stay-at-home mom. I don't want to be, I was during the pandemic, obviously, like all right. of us and I hated it. And I still want to, if that's what you, lights your soul, go for it. Amazing, more power to you. But I don't think it's necessarily give, give up all your life and live your kids' lives. It's the opposite. It's go live your life and show your kids that, they can also do that instead of just, you know, perpetuate oh, sacrifice for my kids. And then they're going to grow up and they're going to sacrifice for their kids and so on and so forth for mm-hmm. eternity. Right. It doesn't make sense at all. Exactly. Like, what are we doing for the world if we're doing that?
0: Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's, it's, it ends up creating like just a continuing cycle of, as women, setting ourselves aside and saying, well, I'm setting myself aside. For the sake of my children so that makes me a, an amazing woman right and uh-huh, exactly. for some women that yeah. that is their reality that is their truth but there's so many women that are saying i'm actually going to set myself in front so that i can actually be a better person and therefore a better parent and therefore a better mom etc and sure. i think it's more it seems like it, there's an awakening you know, that's happening. Like my mom is in her sixties and she's a mom of five kids and she definitely, I watched her set herself aside for the sake of us. And then as we matured into adulthood, I started watching her give herself some of that attention, you know, taking herself out for nice meals and going. Which is
1: something that happens a lot. Like we wait until that time Instead of, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, like that doesn't mean that your life has to be just about the kids, right? Because like, it's just, it's, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, because that is the hardest job I can think of. Oh my I, gosh. I'm just not good at it at all, like I sucked at it. And if I know that already, which I did, the pandemic definitely improved it. But even if you that's what you do, like taking care of your kids mm-hmm. is, is the whole thing, you have to fill your cup first and you you know having hobbies or things you're interested in so it's not we don't have to be around our kids i mean of course sometimes around of course because they're young but like if they're you know like we don't have to cater to them the whole time we can have some time to do our our things and taking time to not be around them and during the pandemic we did that a lot because we had to work so it was like yeah we're going to go to the backyard and, like you're not allowed to talk to me for 30 minutes there's the backyard there's all these things that you guys can play and just go and figure it out you're, you cannot talk to me and of course at the beginning go way, 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 and five minutes later they're like finding rocks and whatever and they forgot i existed so we think we have to do all these things and give them this magical childhood when in reality if we're feeling good about ourselves it's going to be way more end for them because we're going to be happy. And, you know, that, that's going to be their compass from, from then on. It's so different.
0: Right. And it really, I think, encourages them to be self-reliant, you know, and self-sufficient. And to know that, yes, as their parents, I think we automatically take on the responsibility to protect and provide for them. You know, their their needs, et cetera. But when it comes to really developing a sense of like self sufficiency versus codependency, I think really starts with the way that we mom, you know, the way that we parent. And so letting kids know, hey, you know, I was a single mom, I would say a pseudo single mom. I went through a divorce when my son was four years old. And then we had, you know, joint custody for several years, but there was a bulk of the time where he was primarily with me. And there were days where I'd say, son, I need the next two hours you're good, you know, like mm-hmm. snacks are in the fridge. You can either watch like a little, a little bit of TV or you can go play outside. I can keep an eye on you, but I need some some me time, some mom time and not waiting until I was at like my wits end, ready to pull my hair out, but really like making that a priority, you know? Yeah. And I think that the more that moms are encouraged to do that and to recognize that it's actually very valuable for them to take really great care of themselves and know that, like you said, creating a magical childhood I don't think any of us had a magical childhood, you know, I don't and even know what that means. i don't even know what that is right yeah. and I don't know if that exists outside of like a Disney movie, you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's, that's a real true. thing, yeah, and I feel I think we we hold ourselves to these expectations you know that in a lot of ways were I would say influenced by patriarchal mindsets and thinking that said, well, this is a woman's place and this is what a woman is supposed to do. I think that we're breaking out of some of that belief and we're changing the narrative, what motherhood looks like and recognizing that it doesn't have to be to the exclusion of the woman in order to be a great mom at all. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I have a question for you. I know one of the things that I like to ask in the questionnaire is, you know, share an area of interest that really resonates with you. And you shared smashing the patriarchy mindset. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Tell me a little more about what that means for you and what that looks like.
1: What, what you just said is we all have. Uh, Internalize patriarchal ideas. We grew up in a society. Doesn't matter where you grew up, if you grew up in this century or the, the last century, I guess. You know, that's our reality everywhere. There's no culture that I know of where women are free to do whatever they want and their control and all that stuff. That just doesn't exist. And not only, you know, man. Like I live in Texas, so for based but a, basis, a bunch of white man just. B- and the abortions, basically, mm-hmm. which is insane in this reality. And on the other side, we dress this way, this brand, wear this thing, and, and do, you know, if you don't, I don't know, if you don't drink pumpkin spice latte, you're not a whole person or something like that. Like, there are all these things that are absolutely not true, but, yeah, we believe them. So I have clients, for instance, that were amazing professionals and all that, and then the pandemic hit, and automatically it was like, well, my husband kept working and I went to take care of the kids, mm-hmm. which is like, right. is a very, big charcoal thing. And it doesn't have to be like that. Many of them, some of them actually made more money, but it, even if they continued to work, it's like, oh, this is my, I ha- this is my, mom. or when you hear people, I hear this so much because my husband is a super good dad. And I hear a lot. I was like, oh, he helps you so much. I'm like, I'll just what? It's freaking his job, too. It's <laughs> not my job and his being so nice and helping me. Like, what is happening? So these things are things that even even if you're a super badass, you have, you have these ideas in your mind. And then that will inform everything, the way that you're going to behave mm-hmm. in the world. So what I love to do with my clients, in my content, whatever, whatever, any conversation I have, is whenever i hear those things you know for instance women say oh yeah i can't do that because blah blah, blah. and it's usually some version of you know i have to do everything be everything for everyone and so i can't mm-hmm. and when a lot of times like why did you have to do that you can leave your house to be a mess you can the dishes on the sink for a day it's fine you don't have to you know decorate your house like the pinterest cover thing like you don't have to do all these things Mm -hmm. if you if you love doing that oh my god go for it crazy i never in my life like my kids birthdays are just like hey here's a cake yeah happy birthday and they know i don't i don't like doing all that stuff it's not my job like i could call their friends to come here uh before the pandemic we had one that was like y'all to watch an improv kids show and it was so fun it's just like let's all go and like you know not this is like super low profile i don't have to do anything but everybody had so much fun Instead of, like oh, so-and-so had this party with this theme that I have to do. And this is a, such a silly example, but it's something that can get really stressful if you add to all the things you're supposed to do. And then, oh, I have to volunteer at school because obviously... You know, first thing that I did when my kids started school, I'm like, I am not going to do anything. <laughs> you guys need any help, like financial help, I will help you, I but you. do not ever count on me coming here to volunteer in class. If I have to, sure, I'll do it. But like, I don't want to do it. You know, and there are people who love doing that. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just like there are going to be people to fill those roles. And I think the more that we, know ourselves realize what is it that I want and just what you want, not what you and other people to want from me. So that is the thing that I love doing. And of course there's the actual patriarchy out there, like the legislator in Texas and we're banning abortions. And for that, you know, Saturday we're gonna go March. But like that's one thing. But my favorite thing is to do that with the internalized one because that is so much hard. Like even if we get all of the external stuff fixed we're still going to have that oh yeah i'm going to work or i'm going to take the kids and he's going to work because that's more my job because i don't know i, I made them like i don't, you already made them like don't you deserve some back <laughs> now
0: <laughs> oh my god i'm i'm over here like yes 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 to everything because i was that mom i was a young mom i had my son when i was 24 and I was, you know, just fresh a couple of years out of college and just kind of still figuring life out. You know, in hindsight, I'm like, what did I know at 24 to be somebody's mom? And I remember even at that age feeling that pressure when I, you know, when he went to pre-K or to kindergarten, went to school, and they send home this like community service hours like worksheet for the parents to like fill out and commit to doing a certain number of hours. And I'm thinking, I'm working 40 hours a week you know, I, my son's in school, I have two jobs, like, when am I going to come and freaking volunteer in the, isn't that why I brought him here? So you guys can <laughs> teach him. Like, I get it, right. like, continuing education at home, I understand all that is very valuable, but like, I thought... That was kind of the whole point of bringing him to school. And so right. I was yeah. that mom too, you know, and then when he got involved in extracurriculars, you know, I would see the moms cause my kid was a theater kid. And so I'd see all these moms who were just like at the theater 24 seven, they're always there. They're bringing the snacks, they're bringing the, this they're working the snack bar at all the shows. And I'm like, I can only come to two shows. There's five. I can only come to two. I'm gonna be in the front row, I'm gonna be the loudest one in the audience, I'm gonna take the pictures, make the video, and then I have to go back to work. <laughs> or I have to go to sleep because right. I'm tired. Or yeah. I have to go do something for myself, I'm gonna to go to a retreat. So I think that if more moms could start to smash that patriarchy mindset, I, s- I swear I'm gonna borrow that and I'm gonna give you credit for it. Please <laughs> but you know, Smashing that patriarchy <laughs> mindset in the minds of mothers in particular, oh my God, especially when we're raising boys.
1: It's a hundred, yes, I love that you say that because a lot of times, and I also have two boys, so it's, a lot of people say, oh, you know, because I have a daughter, and of course, we need to raise daughters to be badasses. But I think, honestly, I think if you just like, don't mess with that, like, we're gonna be fine. We just have to stop putting all the stupid ideas in their minds, but if you don't don't do that, it's gonna be okay. But what I notice is, the thing is so ingrained in our society that when my youngest was about three years old, he goes to this daycare that's super progressive, inclusive. Like, you know, they, they, they're they no, like, of course, boys can dress as princesses and they like they pin their nails and whatever. Like, there's no, you know, like gender. Like, the, the, there's a lot of very diverse, no binary, trans, like teachers. It's awesome. Yeah. And so when he was around three, he was playing with his car and he was like, oh, so this is the daddy and he's going to work. And I had the other card. and I was like, oh, so the mommy's going to work too? And he's like, stopped my hand. I was like, no, the mommy doesn't go to work. I was like, oh, why doesn't she? Like, she doesn't have the power to go to work. Which <laughs> I was like, oh, what? Excuse me, sir. Number one, what are you talking? What, what is happening right now? And, you know, I even laughed because I was like, this is great. Because how how can, where did this come from? Like he is here in this house and then he is at school. But somehow, I, you know, I don't know, Disney movies and whatever, cartoons, just like life in general, that's just how it is. It's just so insanely ingrained. And he's like, he has a mom who's a surgeon, firefighter, all these things, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, we all know that you kind of you know
0: we all know that your car happening we all know that the mommy's car only goes to the grocery store we don't have your
1: real (laughs) job we all know what your real job is so i think it's i actually i every time that that conversation comes up i you know and of course age appropriately but like with my six-year-old i can't have sometimes he would say things like oh only oh there's you know this girl has short hair and i was like wait look at my hair Mm -hmm do i have to wear hair because like yeah i was like and i'm a girl i was like yeah was like so <laughs> and the same in this, the other side and i was like oh you know because boys don't wear makeup and i was like that's not true and the boys can't wear makeup like you know that's true they can they just like don't as much as girls like you can wear makeup like you can't because you're a child but if you grow up like you can't i don't care <laughs> right so i think it's it is our responsibility to create the new generation of men who are not going to just do all that has been done just because it's the way things are being done. And they're going to actually go like, Hey, is this really how we want to, you know, keep going with this? Cause like, why do you want to have all the work and all the power to yourself? Right. It makes no sense. Right. Like it's so much better if you share it.
0: There's more people exactly. to not have to work 60 hours a week. Like what is what? Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I recognize now that my son will be he'll be 20 he's a Libra as well so his birthday is October 10th and so he is approaching you know manhood in a sense he's leaving behind all the teens and it's so interesting to observe him as a almost man and you know he likes to wear nail polish he likes to color his hair he dresses really eccentrically he's definitely I would say a feminist you know in his own right and um, he's a film student down in New Orleans and he built an organization for filmmakers and 80% of the people that are in charge are women and so just kind of like sitting back and just kind of watching him I'm like uh, I told amazing. you guys I was on to something. <laughs> I told you I was, yeah, was on to something, exactly. you know. So, yeah, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree that I think we, particularly as moms, we do have a responsibility to really smash that patriarchal mindset, not only in our own minds, but also really address it as early as it starts to show up in our our, chil- our sure. children's minds, you know, whether it's I have a niece who's almost three and then I have three nephews that are under three. And just in conversations with them, observing their parents, kind of seeing like, okay, so we're having a birthday party and what's the theme of the birthday party, you know, like what's the expectation here? But I love what you said about just giving the kids an acknowledgement, a celebration and giving them something sweet to eat without going over the top to celebrate a whole lot of whatever. Because I think sometimes Mm -hmm. when we get into those traditions, with those traditions come some of those mindsets that actually imprint on our kids and by the time they do get to school age they've already gotten some stuff in their mind that says well i'm supposed to be this i'm supposed to not be that this is the only way to be this this is the only way to be that and i think it it really limits their ability to just kind of figure their stuff out on their own you know i was always that mom like what do you feel like eating for dinner what do you want you know to wear today what is your yeah, favorite yeah. kind of music? You know, like yeah, role. that
1: is amazing because like it, what work to do that, but it's just so much better, right? And I, I I feel like my oldest he his mindset is pretty much like oh my gosh everything's a disaster and oh that was hard oh my life over because of this you know it's, everything is like <laughs> just very mindset, and when he started school I talked to him a lot about these things and about failure and about making mistakes and and all that and I see that you know the other day he was like oh it started crying he's very emotional I was like why are you crying he's like oh I have no friends which is totally not true but I was like oh yeah what, why do you think that and you know it was like oh I think he's way taller than the other kids he is a super nerd when a lot of the kids in his class are super sporty mm-hmm. and all that stuff but so it's like and I was just, I'm just telling him that was like hey you know what not every single person is going to be your friend. Not every person is going to love you like we do. Right? You know, some people are going to not like you for reasons that just don't even exist sometimes. Like, it's fine. I was like, okay, do not pay any attention to those people. Like, forget about them. <laughs> those are not, are not your, not your people. Yeah,
0: those are not your people. Yeah. Right.
1: I was just like, ignore them, you know? Cause like, if you think about, do you like everyone? He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So that's totally fine. Right. right? So like, focus on the friends you do have and then of course because i didn't want to be like oh of course you have friends so it's also you know but like so you have a conversation but at some point in the conversation's like so you know how about this person's like oh yeah no he's my friend so you know and then you kind of like make them see that it's not exactly that but I think most importantly, to like, you're not gonna please everyone. You're not gonna be everyone's friend. You've got some people are gonna think whatever they're gonna think about you, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Because I didn't learn that until <laughs> really like in my forties, like, right. like always I was trying saying, to I please like, everyone. I just
0: learned that like three years ago. <laughs> like, exactly. Why? <laughs>
1: which is so? It's it just such a freeing thing. And now I see, you know, the TikToks and the memes and all that about the Generation X people who are doing. I was like. I don't know what it is because in Brazil was it was different than you know the latchkey key. I don't. I was not a latchkey kid, key, but mm-hmm. kid by any stretch of the imagination, we had nannies because that's what happens in Brazil. Mm-hmm. But my mother and my father were not there like catering. me. was like oh, shush, sit down and eat. Like don't you know you're not that important, right? Like which was, <laughs> how it was so you're just like you go up like oh, okay, and you try to make everybody happy, and then at some point like you can't. You just can't it's not gonna happen it's not even and i think the moment you notice that and i don't know if it's an age thing i think it definitely helps mm-hmm. to turn 40 something at some point <laughs> but just the freedom that comes with the fact of really not caring of really being able to just like no this is i am like this and, and not to be an asshole but you know yeah if there are things that you are and you know that people in your family or your friends are not necessarily gonna approve first of all you have the option of not sharing with them, right. or if you will, if something that needs to be shared, some people are not going to prove and you need
0: to be ready to, you know, just not have a close relationship with them, those people. Right. Yeah. I think it, I feel like age and maturity, self-awareness, I think those all can kind of contribute to getting to that place where you realize the effort and energy and time that you put into trying to be liked by everyone was just a fool's effort. It was a fool's journey. There was no way that every bu- that everyone is not going to be liked by everyone. And I had to learn that as well. And it did take some time, you know, being I'm the oldest of five kids and, you know, I have, you know, younger siblings and I was really involved in this and that in school and cheerleading and debate team and all this kind of stuff and really focused on getting this external validation. Like, I'm good, right? I'm good enough, right? Right? Yes. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Right? (laughs) And then recognizing at a later stage in life, like, this is exhausting, to try to be likable all the time, instead of just being... And the other thing
1: is that you mentioned external validation, which is like, I actually just wrote a post post about this today, which is like, it doesn't matter how much external validation you have, if you're not, if you don't know yourself, first of all, because a lot of us really don't, like, you don't know what you want, you don't, like, who you are really at your core, you know, all the ideas that your parents, society, whatever school have for you, but you don't know, like, is this? Really who I am and what I want to do? Is this really what I want to do? I'm married, I have the kids, have a job, that's not for everyone. Like, why would you have to do that? You don't, right? So getting no, maybe I want to go travel the world and not have ever have kids. Like, who says that's you know a thing that you have to? Do? But once you know this and then you can take make your decisions and then be like, Yeah, I don't care what people think. I, I'm sure of it. But until that point, no matter how many people shower you with love and say how amazing you are, you're still gonna have that, but I don't know, it just be nice. Like it doesn't really do anything no. for it for your like for you. Once you do have all the trust, then yes, then it's nice. It's like, oh cool, yeah, sure. I received that and yes, I am amazing. Thank you, everyone. But you know, <laughs> like until that point. It just feels like it feels even. I think it actually feeds into more imposter syndrome even more because you're just like, oh my god, i are thinking all of that, and I'm so not that. Oh god, when they discover, it's gonna be so bad. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> that's such a that's such a notable thing because we often talk about imposter syndrome being like this lack of belief in ourselves or uncertainty about what we're capable of coming from this internal place. But if we're operating in the mindset of i need to be likable and i need to do whatever it is so that i can be likable by everyone then of course we're imposters we're out there doing things that we don't really believe in saying things that we don't really mean and showing up in places we really don't want to be just to be likable hell yeah Yeah. in that case we are full-on imposters (laughs) you know like yeah i love that it's not a syndrome at that point that's exactly what we're doing yeah (laughs) that
1: is so good true
0: yeah um One of the questions I like to ask folks is a little bit about their astrology to get some insight. And I by no means am an astrologist, but I've always had an interest in astrology. And so I always ask my guests what their what their moon, sun, and rising signs are. And I see that you have air across the board, Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra. What is that like? Like, I can just imagine like the eccentric, the movement, the creativity. like. <laughs> So,
1: full disclosure, I know nothing about astrology. I do know my signs. Inf- I know the information, but I don't know anything what that means. What I can say is something I always heard my own, my whole life is my friend saying, oh, my gosh, like, you, you never know what to expect with you. Like it's, and not in a bad way, because I know Geminis have that, you know. But it's just, like, I can't. I consider myself a really serious person and the goofiest person ever. I think I'm very smart and so dumb sometimes. I like it's just like I I see all these things in me and like fine with it. I'm totally okay with that, all of that, and and definitely always doing you know like oh there's this thing that interests. Okay, I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go do it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, let's try it out. Like maybe it's not gonna work, but you know, I'm gonna try it out and see. What right. And even. So, I saw a meme mean, today, there was something about like, it was an astrology thing, it was like a roller coaster, one person was, hey! the other one was like, oh my god, so the wee person was like, Sagittarius uh when they think about moving to another country without uh, any plans or income and he's like wait and the other guy was like so stressed is like whatever else taking a new route to work and i was like i'm neither of those things but i'm completely that person i literally did that i moved overseas with a toddler and a newborn without a job <laughs> i mean no clue what's gonna happen and here we are everything worked fine I was like yeah of course i knew it you know and I knew. luckily my husband is the same so we're just like the CEO was like, oh, let's, let's spend summer in Colorado. I was like, yeah, why not? Sure, let's Airbnb in our house and let's go. And people are like, oh, how'd you do that? I'm like, we literally decide, that mm-hmm. we make plans. <laughs> <Here> we go, <laughs> get in the car and drive. Yeah, just go for it. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there is that, the, I mean, and it's not like, oh yeah, let's go and like go now. You know, like I do, I like having things somewhat planned for sure. But not like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, exhaust our, you know, let's think about this for five years and then, and then we'll go. It's just like, no, let's, let's try it out. And maybe it's gonna not, not going to work. And sometimes it doesn't because, like, a, a lot of times taking trips with small kids, which we do a
0: lot. It's like, well, that was not fun, right? (laughs) Won't do that again. But okay, we wouldn't know if we didn't try. We wouldn't know if we didn't try. Yeah, I feel like so many, so many of us spend so much time operating with cautious minds that we really just toss passion, adventure, curiosity, just get kind of tossed out the window. But we encourage our kids to be curious and use your imagination and be creative. But then for whatever reason, at some point, we like silence that part of our minds that said creativity adventure imagination is only for the youth and then when we get to become like yeah and adults. I think it's like the, the whatever reason I think it's, bit, it's the adult thing it's exactly like oh you know being adult means
1: you're gonna have a phone k and you're gonna save and you're gonna ask some y and z and you're not gonna spend money like a crazy person and you know not gonna get to get in debt oh my god debt's the worst thing that you could possibly do and honestly even that I'm like I if you, if you have debt, because for instance, if you want to, I don't know, take a course or do mm-hmm. something that you, that you really, or hire a coach, like seriously, I think it's like, it's the best thing you can do in your life. If you're going to get into, I don't know, debt because of that, but that is going to give you stuff in your life that you're going to see forever and ever. It's just money. Money is made a made up thing. It's not, even, you know, it's like a bunch of zeros and ones on a computer. It's not even like the real thing anymore. Right. right? So it's just like, you can make more of that you can make more more of the time you can't like there are these things whenever your kids are grown you mm-hmm. lost their childhood if you're working you in, hours a week mm-hmm. My dad was like that he was a great dad like I don't know if it would be a great dad if he was there all the time he wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> because he was working the whole time we yeah. would take vacations and he would not go with us because he had to work mm-hmm. so I don't know maybe I would now that he's not here anymore I'm like you know what? I would trade somebody that he made for his actual presence yes. with us, you know, so yes. I think that would be much more worth for me than, oh, here's a new toy or whatever it is, right. right? So I think we put so much, and I think one thing that once you realize that you actually pay for things with your time much more than anything else, mm-hmm. not money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not that you're going to become crazy and just like spend money, like, but like does give you some flexibility instead of like I know people, I, I had consults with people that would say, oh, this is too expensive. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it's not that expensive. And second of all, they had just told me how much like some people would say, oh yeah, no, I have this, you know, because I have this much in savings and I was like, what are you saving for if not to do this, which is like to improve your life? <laughs> like, what is that for? And then it's like a based on fear kind of thing. Oh, I have to save because if something goes wrong, like, whoa, if something goes wrong, then you figure it out. But you don't have to do all the things waiting for something to go wrong. Like, for not living because one day you're going to die. And just, mm. just sit in your house and like, wait. Exactly. It doesn't make
0: sense to me at all. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And I think it's. Um... It's so interesting because I think a part of it is also has a cultural influence, a cultural context to it. Because when I've gone to different parts of the world, different parts of different parts of the world versus different parts of this country, and just seeing how different people live. Like I went to Fiji years ago and was there for like ten days, and you know, left the resort and went and hung out with some of the people who actually worked at the resort, who were locals, Mm -hmm. and to just see like their vibe, they're living, they're thriving, they're having families, they're they're. They're inspired, they're empowered, they're happy, you know, they're joyful, they're spending time outdoors. And I'm thinking, wow, I don't know anybody in America who lives like this, you know,
1: like I don't even know that's, that's- so true. And in Brazil, it's the same thing. You see that a lot. And I think it makes me think about that. There was this one story the guy goes to the beach and saw the fisherman, and the fisherman's like doing his thing. And it's like, oh, you should, you know, hire people or do whatever, blah, blah. blah. Starts giving him advice. I like, why would I do that? Oh, so then you can do, you know, basically it was like, yeah, grow your business. I was like, but what would I do with that? I was like, oh, so then you can spend time doing whatever you want. And he's like, yeah, that's what I, this is what I want. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. So I don't need a bunch of money to do this. Exactly, exactly. It's just like, maybe that's true. And I think in our society it's just like, so the same way it's like, oh, you're a woman, well, of course you want to get married and have kids which is absolutely not true. And then whomever decides to not do that, you have to, there's going to be people that are going to say, oh, you're going to change your mind. Oh, of course mm-hmm. know, Or, oh, you regret this. Or whatever the crap they want to say. Mm-hmm. Which might even be true. Maybe it would. I changed my mind. I didn't want to I have, when I have kids until I did. But that's not true for everyone. Right. And some people really... Why would you have kids? Why would you do that? If it's there's nothing about this that calls for you, just right. go do something else. Right. The same with, you know, why do you want to, not everyone wants to grow their business and make millions of dollars. Some people just want to have, you know, a life that they work like three hours a day and go walk, walk in the park or kayak all day. I don't know. Right? So it's like, I think this is so, like the, the unconscious kind of thing. If you don't stop and you're like, wait, again who am i what do i want and all the all these questions so that you can actually live the life that you want to live instead of just that the life that's kind of default yeah let's check all these boxes oh wait those are not my box <laughs> damn it now i have I all of this and I, i'm still unhappy <laughs> yes
0: those are not my boxes oh my god that is so good those are not my boxes there are so many times when, especially in conversation with, with other women, where, like you said, they're kind of, oh, I'm, I'm about to turn 30, I'm about to turn 40, I'm about to turn this, let me pull out my boxes and start checking things off. And if I didn't check those things off, then I got to put them on my bucket list so I do them before I die. And I'm like, those are not my boxes. My list doesn't yeah. look like that. You know, my list yeah. looks a lot different. My list looks more like, let's do it right now. <laughs> let's Let's do how many things I can do on this list today. What's something that's on my quote unquote end of life bucket list that I can actually implement now. So no, this is valuable. Time for a break. Time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day is to breathe. So I invite you right now, to allow three deep intentional breaths to enter and exit your body and by the time you're done we will be ready to continue thank you so much for listening we're going to switch gears for a minute as we move into the second part of this conversation. And this is where I like to do a couple things, I like to ask you a, some interesting questions. And then we're gonna do a section called Complete the Sentence, We're gonna give you some sentence prompts and you kind of fill them in and take up as much space as you'd like. And at the very end, I have a little visualization that we're gonna to do together. So to get us started, I have this really cool deck of cards. And it's a deck of cards that's invited into conversation to kind of encourage conversation. So the card, the card that I pulled for you today says, if everyone had to decide on their career path at age six, what would your life look like now? Whoa. I don't even know, what did I want? I think I wanted to be a
1: veterinarian. Okay. So, I mean, I think I would have fun being that. I love, I love animals. Well, (laughs) there you go. I see the chimpanzee
0: in the background on your on your wall. I know exactly. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, I love it, and it was funny because for a long time I was like, I didn't, I never. Connected the being a vet with being a doctor, mm. I was like, no, I think I wanted to be a vet because I liked animals. It was not about the medicine part. It was just like I just want to be a vet because then I have the oceanographer thing and whatever. Like there was like several other things that involved different animals in different parts of the world. But in the end, uh, my grandfather, before he died, he, he he told me something. I was like, no, you were the only grandchild, and he was like 30 because my dad had a bunch of brothers and all of them had a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. No, you were the only grandchild that actually wanted to go see a cow give birth. I was like, oh, of course I wanted to say, why don't people want to see that? That's amazing. That's, of course I wanted to. So, you know, maybe I did already like that stuff when I was a kid. So I think it would be all right.
0: Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. I like that. I like that. So one of the questions I asked also is if you woke up, we were just talking about money. If you woke up tomorrow with a hundred million dollars in your bank account, what is the first thing you would do?
1: Uh, dance
0: party, <laughs> celebrate! Like <Hell> oh yeah, <laughs> great for sure. <laughs> I'll take i I'll, I'll take that. I've had so many different responses to that question. Um, some you know most everyone says celebrate. A couple of folks said you know uh, restart the app and make sure it's accurate. <laughs> you know like. <laughs> this is me mine okay i think of like the game monopoly like bank error in your favor make sure that it's correct so (laughs) so we're going to move into complete the sentence so i'm going to give you a couple sentences and you can just complete them however you'd like the first one is i am happiest when i am happiest when i'm actually listening to myself
1: Mm -hmm. that means all different different, as as we established I do things in different times of day sometimes <laughs> on the same day I'm just like oh it's like a different person every hour of the day so I think whenever I can uh, move about my day listening to that I think everything is so much better and even sometimes like this week I had that I think it was yesterday I woke up and for some reason I was not feeling great I was feeling just like I don't know, sad, anxious, weird, something, you know, something, I mean, my four-year-old's be crazy, and it's just, like, sometimes a fight, and, you know, like, even though you try all the bells and whistles to make him do whatever, at some point, you just have to get in the damn car and go to school, right. <laughs> you know, so, so he left with my husband, like, screaming and crying after we did, like, a one-hour song and dance for him, and, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, and just, so, so I just, like, I didn't have anything planned for the morning, so I was just, like, you know what, I'm just gonna have a good cry and then i talked to a friend i called my mom i rested and then by the middle of the day it was fine and i was like oh now i'm gonna do some work and then i did some work and then by the rest you know the rest of the afternoon it was, fine, it was amazing and then i went on with the with my husband on the date and I, so it was just like you know that flow which people might say oh but you're privileged because you can do it yeah <laughs> i can because i chose it yeah <laughs> exactly so when i was a doctor i couldn't do any of that of course i could be feeling however i was feeling i was like chop chop let's go right. So I think, you know, one of the things that I wanted when I changed careers, like I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to have, and of course I have responsibilities. We have time scheduled and here I am, right? Right. But but mostly I do allow a lot of flexibility so that I can do that. So I can follow whatever is inspiring to me There.
0: Yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. Privilege takes a lot of different forms and flexibility is part of that. But like you said, the decisions that we make to maybe let go or release one type of privilege can afford us an opportunity for an entirely different one that has more value you know depending on what stage Absolutely. of our lives that we're in you know
1: yeah one thing i i was in this group of physicians looking for non-clinical careers because of course i was one you know, at, a, at, a, at some point and then i just see people miserable yes. in that group and there's like thousands of people in that group and then one day i ask a question I say hey genuine question. Mm-hmm. If you're really unhappy with medicine, why don't you quit? And hundreds of answers. Most of them were related to money. Yep. Most of them are like, I have too much debt. I can't because of my salary. Because they're... And then I wrote a post to this group. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. listen, first of all, I cried reading my answers to this post because it was super depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, listen, leave a job, as a doctor, being a doctor, because you have debt. You know what you can do? It might mean you have to sell your fancy house, your fancy car, and you might have to get a job that's below you. Mm-hmm. I did. I worked as a medical translator, and it was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, whatever, dude. That That's what I'm going to do, because I'm not going to do that thing anymore. You know, so... You might require you to change that mindset. Right. Like, no, but like, I'm a doctor. I can't go work at Starbucks. Why not? Why not? Right.
0: You're, <laughs> you're going to be why great not? at Starbucks. <laughs> you're going to, yeah, yeah. If
1: that means that you're going to have, you know, a different kind of life, right. totally that makes sense. Like, that makes no sense. Like, why do you do all these things that maybe some people, it's, you know, for some people, it to be really important. But like, for some people, it's really not. And it's, you just have that because it's kind of a little validation. Thing. So just looking at these things, like very honestly with yourself and really what are the things you want? Because like, okay, so now you're going to be stuck in this job that you hate and you hate, because I cannot tell you how many people said I cry in the parking lot every day. Like that specific thing. Yeah. When it like it happened a million times. I was like, so you prefer to be crying your Mercedes in the parking lot instead of driving your Camry to get this beautiful vacation with your family or friends or whatever. That makes no sense. Stop
0: exactly. it. Exactly. Stop that. Exactly. Right. That's, no. yeah, now you're not sounding like an educated physician. Now you're sounding exactly. like someone else. Yeah. <laughs> now you're sounding like someone else. The next one I have for you is, I know I've made an impact when? Mm. I have so many.
1: Okay, so I thought about, like, some of my kids and some of my clients. I think one of my favorites, if I'm not thinking about my kids specifically, but I, with my clients mm-hmm. is when they mention something that their kids did because of the way, like because of the work they did with me. Or, you know, it's like not because of me, but like because mm-hmm. because they invested in themselves the time, the money right. to make those changes. And also, you know, it's hard. I'm not going to say it was like, you know, personal development, is so fun. Yay. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It feels like you're dying a lot of times, yeah. But it's really worth it. And and then you see you know sometimes someone say oh you know like my daughter today, like, there's a friend of mine who's, who told the story. She said, Oh, um, my daughter went to Starbucks and she's very anxious. She doesn't talk to strangers and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's this one drink that she drinks every day and she loves it, blah, blah, blah. And she went there and the drink wasn't good and she was frustrated. And it's like, Why didn't you ask for another one? And I'm like, Oh, I couldn't. So one day she goes and she actually does ask for the other, or the, the people because do. they don't care. Like, we know that, right? Like, they have 14, 15 drinks for you, they don't give they don't a shit. Uh, but the fact that she was, it was like, oh, this was super brave and I did it because it was inspired by seeing, mm-hmm. you know, her mom doing that work is just like, because that's honestly, I think that that's how we change the world. Like, I believe truly that my my work changed the world because of that, because it's not just you. Mm-hmm. Even when I was a, a, a surgeon, I'm like, you know, I know that by changing this one person's life, by taking away her cancer, her family is going to change because this is an experience that is going to change everyone. And then, you know, it's going to change her kids. It's going to change her friends. And mm-hmm. it's the same with coaching. So I think that is the thing that, you know, whenever all of us know how amazing we are and act on that,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, that's what we're going to pass on. And that's why the world's is going to be different.
0: Yeah, I agree. Wholeheartedly agree with that so we're going to take a moment before we close out and we're just going to do a little visualization so you can get comfortable take a couple of deep breaths if you'd like to close your eyes you can and you're just going to imagine yourself getting into a time machine that looks however you want and you're going to go all the way back until you were 16. and when you step out of this time machine the first person that you see is your 16 year old self what do you say to her.
1: I think trust yourself. Because mm. oh my god, that girl, like she had like she listened to everybody else <laughs> so long. And I think one thing especially if you're a person who is different than your parents in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and I think I had that with my mom specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, because my dad, you know, was working all the time, and again, it was amazing, but mm-hmm. working all the time. So, and with my mom I was like, even silly things, like she loves five-star hotels. And I mean, I have nothing against five-star hotels think they're great, but mm-hmm. I also love going to a shack on the beach at the beach. And that was always kind of a, you're just doing this to be rebellious and I remember having this conversation when I was 40 with her It's was like I am 40 I'm not being rebellious I actually prefer this other thing because they were all going to Paris in this trip and I was in Hawaii in the jungle and this is the hippie community I'm like no I actually want to stay in Paris on a full-length book they were like paying for everything I'm like no I don't want that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that so if you trust yourself you know and you're like no it's okay like not to be a fight but just like you know what yes. even if they don't understand Mm -hmm. it's still fine that you think differently and and you you can if if that comes from like your self-knowledge
0: and you know that's true for you that's okay agree agree trust yourself that's a good one that's a good one that's a good one so before we go i have one last thing for you i've been working with this oracle deck um it's called the oracle of e And i've been working with this since i started the podcast god 2018. and so it's just a deck of 52 oracle cards so i just would like you to pick a number between 1 and 52. 19 19? yeah okay okay so these are these are fun like clever messages so the message for number 19 is bazinga it's an exclamation it's, a, it's, a, it's an exclamation but the message is well 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 don't you have it going on now is the time to reveal in the sweet taste of fantabulous you soak it in sip it in you've hit your mark go on take a victory lap pop a cork. Let's get this party started. Celebrants are waiting at your door.
1: That is amazing. I I love it. that. Perfect.
0: <laughs> it's basically like you are a badass and everybody knows it. So go ahead and let yourself be celebrated. So that's
1: awesome.
0: Thank you. So Manuela, this has been such a great conversation. I really appreciate your time and, just you know i've i feel like i've learned so much i've laughed so much i feel like you and i definitely are operating in a similar wavelength in this world as moms i'm 44 sure. as well this year and i got an early start on the mom thing but i've learned that um you we never stop being parents you know as long as we're, there's breath in our lungs we're still parenting in one way or another and I just think what you're doing and really taking the initiative to focus your attention and your energy on really nurturing and coaching other women to just be amazing moms in their own right is such a powerful task that you've taken on and i just want to affirm you and commend you for doing that work
1: thank you i received that yeah you're
0: awesome (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. So people can find you on social or let us know how people can get in touch with you. Sure. Well, my Uh,
1: website is manuelapowell.com and all my info is there if you want to uh, explore working one-on-one with me or my Facebook group is also there. The link is called The Audacious Motherhood Society. You don't have to be a mom, but you do have to identify as a woman. Uh, and I'm in all the things, all the social media as Dr. Manuela Powell. Just go find me. Say hi. I
0: love that. Yay. Yes. Go check her out. If you haven't already, I think I'll be joining your Facebook group ASAP because I can't wait to get into those conversations. So, um, so yeah, this has been a pleasure. I appreciate you and just enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Okay. Have a good one. Peace. You too. (laughs) the fucking
1: inner
0: it's time to wrap this up and I just want to say very sincerely thank you you have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them Right now, in this moment, I see the light, I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity, and the pure joy that shines within each of you, and I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.